Cinephiles Attack, a weekly podcast where four movie fans test the limits of their friendship. I'm Rashawn and I'm here with Mella, Josh, and Lacey. Thank you, as always, for pressing play. Thank you for being here. If you like what you hear, head to the podcast app of your choice. Uh, Hit subscribe, hit like, leave us some reviews. Head to Apple Podcast, leave a review. That helps us a lot. Find us on social media at Cinephile Attack. And if you find it in your heart to support this endeavor of these four crazy movie fans, you can find us on buymeacoffee.com slash WCA. We never want you to donate if it gives you any financial hardship, but we appreciate your love all the same. But if you're Scrooge McDuck in it, throw us a five, you know? If you're Porky Pig in it. What? Hey, that is not the same. I thought no. we were just naming characters with no, no pants. No, no. Oh, he's if rich. If you're Winnie the gotcha. Pooh in it. <laughs> hey, y'all. Hey. Hey. So we are fresh. This is a fresh episode. We never we never do this because uh, I'm a Taurus and I'm type A and we record very far in advance. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, yesterday, literally, we all sat down together with some of our other movie-loving friends, and we watched the 95th Annual Academy Awards. We did. Mm-hmm. Good ceremony. Yeah. It really was. It was nice. It was Very it was positive, positive vibes, for the most yeah. part. Cried the whole way through it. The whole all way. three and a half hours, mm-hmm. sobbing. Any um, quick initial thoughts before we talk about anything specific? From the beginning, it just felt like nice. This is just about movies and how much we all love movies. And like, mm-hmm. let's make it about. It felt like this year we pulled back and it was just about the movies again. And it was really nice. Mm-hmm. Any moments that stood out to you that you loved? Kihu Kwan's win and speech really rocked me to my core. Emma Shelley's speech really rocked me to my core. They both have quotes, and I don't want to misquote either of them, but they both have beautiful quotes about not letting your dreams die and not letting the industry limit you, which are, I think, really important messages. My mom is 84 years old, and she's at home watching. Mom, I just want an Oscar. My journey started on a boat. I spent a year in a refugee camp. And somehow, I ended up here on Hollywood's biggest stage. They say stories like this only happen in the movies. I cannot believe it's happening to me. This, this is the American dream. Thank you so much. Thank you so much to the Academy for this honor of a lifetime. Uh, Thank you to my mom for the sacrifices she made to get me here. 
to my little brother, David, who calls me every day just to remind me to take good care of myself. I love you, brother. Uh, thank you to Kendall for all your support and everything you've done. Uh, thank you to A24, uh, to Daniels, Jonathan, Jamie, Michelle, and my Goonies brother for life, Jeff Cohen. I owe everything to the love of my life. My wife, Echo, who... <laughs> who month after month, year after year for 20 years, told me that one day, one day, my time will come. Dreams are something you have to believe in. I almost gave up on mine. To all of you out there, please keep your dreams alive. I feel warm and fuzzy thinking about it because I just feel like everyone who won last night, like everyone's always really excited to win at the, I mean, it's the Oscars, but Mm -hmm. it just felt like everyone who was there was so excited to be there last night and winning um and it was really it was it was sweet to see Mm -hmm. because what was it wasn't it 16 first time acting nominees yeah Yeah. that's fucking awesome that energy was very Mm -hmm. felt like even through the tv like i can't imagine being in the room but it just felt like when you had that first time nominee or win in the category even the other nominees were just like proud of them because yeah. they're like, this is your first everything, you know? Mm-hmm. And it just was so apparent. Not even like the, the little guy, because it, Michelle Yo has been out here for a minute, mm-hmm. but it was just like to see her, it just felt like, oh, you deserve this. It just was so nice, like we've been saying. Yeah. I just want to talk about supporting actors, right? Sorry. Let's talk about it. Talk Let's about, talk about it. it. I, I agree that it was a great ceremony. There's just like a bittersweet taste in my mouth, mm-hmm. if I'm just being completely honest. Um, and it's not like, wah, wah, my favorite didn't win. More so, it, it just felt like a monkey paw situation. <laughs> if you had asked me when we first started the show, do you want Laurie Strode to win an Oscar? 100% <laughs> would say yes. Right. I think more than anyone on the show... Her name comes out of my mouth <laughs> so often. But then it comes at the expense of like my favorite actress in the whole wide world. That truth was so apparent even on Angela Bassett's face. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say like the whole sore loser narrative can like kick rocks like all yeah. the way the fuck off. I don't know. You know, we could have a whole other conversation about the Academy and its history with black women. So I, I do hope that she has another opportunity to be honored and, and be celebrated. I'm also very happy for Jamie Lee Curtis, who has you know been in this industry for a while. Her parents famously never won. And you could tell that it meant a lot to her. Was it my favorite? No. If we're talking about legacy wins, give it to Angela Bassett. If we're talking about everything everywhere, give it to Stephanie. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it happened how it happened. Can I tag in on that? Yeah. On your team? Is that... This is something I haven't really said out loud except to Lacey because I didn't want to upset anybody. But 
the whole time when it was because Jamie Lee kind of picked up a lot of momentum and um, obviously she deserves it if you're talking about like legacy win and that's also uh, part of the conversation and not to say Jamie Lee didn't deserve it because she didn't but people are like yeah well you know they were all kind of close so ultimately they just gave it to Jamie Lee for the legacy win which one kind of that feels cheap if you're Jamie Lee that kind of sucks but two mm -hmm. if that's the discussion we're having what about Angela Bassett's legacy? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like there's a, like if we're talking about like Hollywood icons. Yeah, that's and, that, just... and that's I guess that's if that's the playing. Nobody wins an Oscar on performance alone. Nobody's naive to that. You know what I mean? Right. There's a narrative. There's politics. There's so much more than just the movie or just the performance. So if that is what it is, and she still can't win, it's it's just really frustrating and kind of disheartening. But, you know, I think even Jonathan Majors and Michael B. Jordan were like, hey, I love you. When they came mm -hmm. out, you know, like, hey, auntie. They and, know. And, you know, they knew. And I really don't want to disparage Jamie Lee Curtis because it's not her fault that other people voted for her. And, you know, she should have an Oscar. You know, the wealth should be spread all around. But yeah, I just wanted to touch on that really quick because it hurt. It hurt. Did you <laughs> it especially, did. It hurt. especially in a year where Black women were so overlooked. I mean, the Woman King mm -hmm. was nominated for nothing, and that is yeah. just Crazy. Black women excellence on screen. It 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 was amplified with Angela not winning this year. Mm -hmm. Rashawn, did you have a favorite moment though? I, this was this was a tough Oscars for me. <laughs> it really was. Three of my favorite movies of the year all went home with goose eggs, and that was rough. Banshees. Um, um, get out of here. Get Marcel out. the shell with shoes on. And Marcel the shell with shoes on. <laughs> if I had a favorite moment, would probably be anytime. Um, Cocaine bear. Cocaine Bear was on stage. No. <laughs> um, outside of Hallie and Michelle sharing that really touching historic moment on stage, mm -hmm. I would probably say when the Dan anytime the Daniels got up to talk. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, it just you know it felt so close. Yeah. All the Oscar speeches can kind of be you know inspiring and motivating, but they just made this weird little movie about about his mom. Daniel Kwan and and you know now he's accepting a an award on the biggest stage in the world and that just feels so good. Mm -hmm. It just felt I guess what I mean by saying so close it felt like very achievable mm -hmm. because it seems like those two guys would be in our circle. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know like Meryl Streep. They're weirdos. Seems, <laughs> yeah, like Meryl Streep <laughs> yeah. seems like an arm reach away, but mm -hmm. like the two Daniels we would see them in a bar and just like kick it and then we'd become friends. And especially the part when he says, um, like stick with people who have your best interest and mm. they are the ones who will like create the genius. I'm totally paraphrasing, but dude, I was like, look, I'm in a room with all these people. I've, I'm getting emotional, but I'm, I'm Aww. in a room with all these people that, are my genius you know so i was like <laughs> oh my god no. so yeah i was just like holy shit this is it it just felt very personal to see him win okay i got you no. <laughs> speaking of uh, inner circle how about the everything everywhere editor huh 
Oh, I mean, I have a circle. I, I will show <laughs> oh you. Oh my a god, few. moment, baby. Bagel, when and where? You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. Uh, our, our fellow nominees, you guys are our heroes. This is weird. Um, uh, this we want to dedicate this to the mommies, all the mommies of the world, to our moms. Uh, Specifically, my mom and dad, Ken and Becky, thank you for not squashing my creativity when I was making really disturbing horror films or really perverted comedy films or dressing in drag as a kid, which is a threat to nobody. Uh, and, uh, yeah, thank you to everybody who worked on our movie. <laughs> Um, I know every director agrees with me when I say a director is nothing without their incredible cast and crew. This is my family, my friends. Um, if our movie has greatness and genius, it is only because they have greatness and genius flowing through their hearts and souls and minds, and they gave that to us, to our, uh, to, they gave that precious gift to our film. Uh, the world is opening up to the fact that uh, genius does not stem from individuals like us on stage, but rather it, genius emerges from the collective. We are all products of our context. We are all... <laughs> descendants of something and someone, and I want to acknowledge my context, my immigrant parents, my father who fell in love with movies because he needed to escape the world and thus passed that love of movies on to me, my mother who is a creative soul who wanted to be an, a dancer, an actor, and singer, but could not afford the luxury of that life path and then gave it to me, my incredible brothers and sisters who helped me survive the chaos of childhood, my friends from high school who taught me the, 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 the sorry, I'm just going to keep going. Um, <laughs> The RCCC, you taught me the liberating freedom of creativity and joy, and your DNA is in this film as well. My incredible son, Gio, you rearrange my DNA every day, and it's awful and beautiful every single time. Um, if you ever watch this, I hope you know that uh, you should never have to live up to this standard. This is not normal. This is kind of crazy. I will love you no matter what. Um, I... <laughs> And, and, and lastly, I just want to go back to my original point. There is greatness in every single person. It doesn't matter who they are. They are it's, you have a, a genius that is waiting to erupt. You just need to find the right people to unlock that. Thank you so much to everyone who has unlocked my genius. This means so much to us. Thank you to the Thank Academy. Out to my dude winning an Oscar. Hit on Oscar on my his second, second movie. On his second <laughs> movie after editing it on Adobe Premiere Pro. Crazy. Like, even no. his, his speech was just like, he was so like cool and collected, but I think half of it was just like, what? Like he was so like it's I can't probably, believe I'm here. Probably like for most of that cast from the second it was released, like the whirlwind that's been around that movie, you just kind of have to be like sit back and be like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. sure, we're here. I, I I that's I mean that's what I love about the Oscars, and I was up till 4 a.m. just making sure everything was perfect for everybody to come over because I just love it and I love sitting around with people and just watching it and celebrating movies. A lot of wins didn't go my way, but um, <laughs> that's okay. That's that's the joy of it, you know? You got to see Stephanie perform. That was great. I loved it. Mm. I'm happy. Oh, not shoe. <laughs> no. No. Mm -hmm. I'm going to stick by her. Y'all can kick rocks. <laughs> Shoo, in the comments. I love it. I love it. Whatever. I like Hold My Hand a lot. but It's a great song. It's a phenomenal song. The yeah. performance, specifically the cinematography of said performance. Is a, they a were in her 
George Foreman, dude. Back up. I mean, they did that with Shallow. Do you guys remember when we did, um, I think it was Soul Food? Mm-hmm. And there's that oh, scene in the barbershop. The lips. <laughs> <laughs> How the fuck did you think of that right now? Do you want to know? Do you want me to be honest? I was feeling a little down the other day, and there's a select a few moments. I don't care. I, sure, this may be conceited. I don't care. This podcast makes me laugh. <laughs> so, so there are a select few moments where if I'm feeling a little down, I'll go back and re-listen to them. And the one I was looking for was the, our soul food game when we played Family Feud and you guys shit the bed. Okay. Mm, not all, I was pretty good. No, not you. Great the ladies. Okay. okay. Sorry. Uh-huh. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> and, and so I went back to listen to it. And when I hit the episode, it was like halfway through and it was at that moment. So that was <laughs> fresh in my head. <laughs> you know, Academy members, WCA listeners are like, I would like you all to... Pull out your phones, go to Apple Podcasts, go to Spotify, any um, app you have that plays music, and just type in Voodoo Mama, play it, and then tell me why Babylon doesn't have an Oscar. (laughs) (laughs) Period. I think it was awesome that Nazi Nazi won, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah, his speech. So his speech was great. Performance and the performance was, was like, performance oh my God. Crazy. They tore it up. I think the Oscars are so special because of the people that you experience them with. Our gatherings are always so fun. And like, we're all so excited to be, you know, sitting and celebrating actors and filmmakers in the movies that we've watched through the last year. Um, our dear friend of the pod, Katie Rodriguez, texted me at the very beginning and, you know, we live texted <laughs> results all the way through, you know, when you have a community of people that are on this journey with you, it, it just, it makes moments like the Oscars so much more special. So thank you. Thank you guys for sharing it with me. Mm-hmm. Every time. Every time. It beats watching it with your family and them like, wait, who was that? What were they in? I didn't is see that, that. I didn't what see is that. It? I didn't see that. Oh my I god. I didn't see that. <laughs> my mom's favorite. Y'all watch some crazy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, her dress is really low. Ooh. <laughs> Shout out to her that? Yeah. We've heard I've heard from some of you guys messaging us and, and talking about what you love oh. and didn't love. Oh. The deceit. That this ceremony had the deception, the the trickery to look me dead in the eyes and tell me that that was Jenny the donkey. <laughs> Josh, we knew it wasn't real. They're he not gonna didn't. fly a donkey from Ireland. Lacey, he didn't know that. He should have known. Did that. you see how excited Colin got? I don't know. He was think, not excited to knew. see a donkey. I think he's just excited to see any old donkey because he's lovely. <laughs> Lovely guy. Should've What's that? <laughs> we can talk about Should have been the tie between him and Paul Pascal. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> oh god. Um moving on. Uh that's the Oscars. Um what are we talking, fighting, I hope not, about today? Rashad. What? Ree, ree. 
screams back, baby. <sighs> what a time to be alive. <laughs> Oscars and scream all in one weekend. Wow. Fuck. Rashawn has had a boner for like five days. <laughs> I had this secret. There's a darkness inside of me. It followed me here. And it's going to keep coming for us. We share a certain history. This isn't like any other ghost face. What is this place? A shrine. We've got to lure him in. We execute him. Hello. Let's play a game. You know you're like the 10th guy to try this, right? It never works out for the dipshit in the mask. Maybe. But there's never been one like me, Gabe. Scream 6 is a 2023 slasher directed by Matt Bettinelli, Olpin, and Tyler Gillette of Radio Silence. Written by James Vanderbilt and Guy Busick. It is the sixth installment of the Scream franchise. <laughs> Set in New York as the survivors of Scream 5's requel do their best to move forward after the Woodsboro killings. This movie stars Jenna Ortega, Melissa Barrera, Jasmine Savoy Brown, Mason Gooding, Hayden Panettiere, Jack Champion, Dermot Mulroney, Josh Sagara, Samara Weaving, and the Courtney Cox herself. So... If you've listened to at least two of any episodes of this show, you know that I have an unhealthy obsession with the Scream franchise. Scream 5 was my number five movie of last year. And so I was very much looking forward to Scream 6. I went, uh, pun intended, radio silent. As far as promotion, as soon as the trailer dropped, don't want to see anything, don't want to hear anything. I want to go in. I want to get fucked royally by this experience and it has to be good. Nev Campbell announced that she wasn't coming back and I got really sad, but spoiler alert, I think her absence serves this movie so well because god damn, I love it so 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 much. Last year, I came out of the theater much to my co-host annoyance and uh I didn't have an opinion about it because I needed to settle in cuz this is precious to me. And I eventually settled on loving it. I have a tendency to kind of stick my fingers in my ear and la 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 when people want to criticize Scream. Uh, so I think that's where my nervousness came from. This time around, I have no reservations. I absolutely love it. I think the change to New York just injected some real new blood into the franchise. And Radio Silence got to just kind of just let loose and have a blast. It's kind of just a... I will not say that. I will say that in spoilers. Never mind. Uh, it's fun. They brought back some great characters. They flesh out the survivors, the core four. And I think it um, really gives this movie heart, which might have been missing from last year's installment. But I have much more to say. I could talk about this for three hours, but I just got back from it 30 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, Scream You're 6. You're It's like, I love, 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 love Didn't you love say you one. were unavailable to watch 65 with me today? I know! <laughs> <laughs> he was gonna watch Scream 6. 
No, I didn't think I was gonna get cut, but I got cut, and I was like, "No, nah, I got called back. today." So Josh is gonna be mad, but I'm gonna go see this one again. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go with Josh first. Yeah. Um. So I was. I've always been a big fan of Scream One. I liked Scream Two. I. I honestly think I've only seen three and four once or twice. They kind of blend together for me. There's a couple times in this one because of. This is not a spoiler because of Kirby's return. Um, I kind of had to check in with Lacey to make sure which character is which and who is who kind of in real time in the theater. Real old person shit. Um, But there is, I've said this before. I said it on my letterbox. I've said it in person. I have a big issue with the final act of this movie, which we'll get into after the spoiler tag. But... I enjoyed the rest of it so much that my qualms with the end didn't deter from my overall enjoyment of the movie. So I think for me, it was a big thumbs up. I had a fucking blast in this movie. Woo! <laughs> Lacey. Copy and paste what Josh said. I have qualms with some things in the third act, but. Overall, this is, I think, like top three for me out of the Scream franchise. I think this movie is harder, better, faster, stronger. It pays homage to Scream 2 as this is a new iteration of of the, the three slash four. But it gets back into like, like this one was really scary. I, I don't know if it was just the new setting. I don't know if it's because Ghostface is on another level of violence in this movie that I feel like we haven't seen in a while. It it was scary in the best ways. So I we'll get into everything else more. Ultimately, thumbs way, 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 way up. So last year, <laughs> I almost lost a friend. <laughs> <laughs> Because somebody I know and love very much walked out of the theater uh, with a pretty solid opinion that she's held on to. Yes. As as little as like four days ago. She doubled down. Bella. Mm Mm-hmm. Rashani. Acknowledging your thoughts on Scream 5. Scream 5 blows. (laughs) No. No. Scream 6? Very good. (laughs) (laughs) yes i really did not like scream five and we had we had this talk in the car on the way home from the theater and he's rashawn was like you've only seen it once and i was like no i remember walking in and you watching it and me just seeing you in the middle of the movie and being like no i don't like this movie it's corny Scream 1, 2, and 4, I think, are, like, how I would rank it. And then I think they're all good. 3, I just haven't seen it a lot. So that's the only reason why I leave it out. Which one is 3? That's the the one where they're on the movie set. But I just think it was really bad. Um, (laughs) We are not talking about that. We're not talking about that, so I'm going to move on. Just go listen to that episode, y'all. Yeah, you can hear all my thoughts on that. So I also went in blind to Scream 6 just by default. I realized I hadn't seen any type of trailer. I love doing that, as I've stated before. 
And I fucking dug this one. Like, I've been thinking about it since Thursday. And usually I'm not the type of person to rewatch a movie, like, in a theater or just, I don't know, again, if I if it's not, like, accessible. And I would watch this one again. I just felt like it moved quick. The pacing was right. It Like Lacey said, it actually was scary. Like, a total thriller way. Like, yeah, I... Samara weaving at the beginning, bitch, that would be me in a heartbeat. <laughs> I would cross <laughs> the street. So, yeah, I just think, like, I said it in my letterbox. I think, like, the kills are better, the thrills are better, the chills are better. Like, everything, it being in New York, was just such a solid idea that just so much can happen in that city that can't really happen in Woodsboro. Mm-hmm. And... That just leaves so much room to play. So, double thumbs up for me. Double thumbs up. Double thumbs up. Double cheeked up. Does that um erase how you feel? Because I no, because you unnecessarily like repeated it all right now. People need to know. Yeah, you really dug your heel in. Let's get to spoilers before you piss me off. (laughs) Before this tale, bloody revenge reaches its climax. I have a few unanswered questions. It's our little secret. My girlfriend already seen the movie. She said they only play together in the end. I what I was gonna say in the beginning is that this is pretty much like down to the killers, a kind of a remake of Scream 2, but not in a way that is like cloying and just kind of like wink wink. It, mm-hmm. it very smartly subverts where it can, but also it's like, yeah, Mindy's going to tell us what we're doing. And then also, if you know, you know, if we're in a van in the middle of the day and this is where Randy got killed during Scream 2, we're on a college campus. The killer is the mother of a previous killer. Like, it's all just Scream 2, but it never felt like a retread to Ever. me, at least. Mm-mm. No, it didn't. And with that, I think Scream 2 has some of the best sequences in the franchise until we got to Scream 6. And now I feel like Radio Silence just kind of like put their dick on the table and we're like, let's (laughs) do some shit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But let's talk about the opening first, which I think is really memorable for a few reasons. Holy shit. Yeah, I think it ruled. I was so scared. I was so scared because... It's so well done. I'm kind of jumping the gun here. It starts with a phone call, but it's not, at least from what we think, between a killer and a victim. It's a, it's a blind date. And I feel like that immediately puts, especially women watching, in a very terrifying situation. And especially in New York, where anyone on the street can be anyone, someone you don't know. Mm-hmm. And... It's played so casually until you don't know what's going on. And then the best part is that's not even the full opening Mm -hmm. because we get something that we've never gotten in a scream, which is the unmasking of a killer in the first 15 minutes of the movie. So great. Oh my God. That's the part I was so afraid of. I was like, Oh, is that how they're changing it up? They're going to tell us who it is. And then where we got to like watch it all. I was so 
upset. <laughs> Would you not have liked that? I, no, I don't think so. Because <gasps> that's not Scream. That's not yeah. Scream. I would have loved it. I would have loved it. That's a how done it, <laughs> not a who done it. Yeah, I had that same thought where I'm like, is it really this guy? I just was kind of like not thrilled that it was him. I was also hoping that it would be a, a woman. I don't know why my predictions were like, has to be a lady killer. Like it has to be. So when it was him, well, yeah, I was just kind of like, and then I also had the same thought as Lacey. Like this isn't scream. We have to wait to the end. We have to watch the whole movie and try to figure it out and either figure it out or don't. I I never had that thought. I kind of always assumed there was either going to be a second killer or he was dead. I, I liked it so much that, I don't even think there was much of a needle drop when it happened. There's maybe a slight shift in the score. I don't remember offhand, but like it really was just like, okay. Yeah, it was really mm-hmm. quick. I, I could tell you, hour ago, there was no music. <laughs> That's what I thought, yeah. It was so nonchalant and casual. He just kind of slips it off. I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. And then he he bumps into Tara, which is really, like we've never seen a main character in the opening Mm-mm. sequence, which I mm-hmm. thought was really, really cool. I was not on board with knowing who Ghostface was for the whole movie. Um, but then once we get in back into the apartment for part two of the opening sequence, then I was like, okay, this is Scream. Now we're back. Mm-hmm. Now we're back. And that that first reveal of his roommate, who he thinks he's been talking to this whole time, their death is norsty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really gross. You know, Scream is really like a story about cat and mouse. Like it's, I'm going to get you. Okay, I'll let you go for a little bit. I'm going to get you. Um, and that whole phone call is what that was. It was a game of hide and seek, hot or cold. Yeah, I just, it was paced really well. It was scary. Mm. I mean, Screams have always been the apex of rewarding rewatches when it comes to horror movies. Just to, once you figure out what Ghostface motivations are. And then rewatching and listening back to why they're saying what they're doing. So, yeah. So there's three pretty big, great set pieces. There's the bodega, the attack in the apartment, leading into the ladder sequence, and then the sequence on the train. Does anyone have a favorite? Do you love them all? Do you dislike I, one? I think my I. I I think as a whole, I like the bodega the most out of those three. I think there's a lot of people on the internet when when Ghostface shows up in the first trailer with a shotgun, people were pissed. It's like, shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Ghostface, you gun, use guns all the time. They just have the mask off when they use them. Um, but I thought that was so cool and like it. it's another thing like Mel said, like that scene does, can't happen in Woodsboro. Like maybe mm-hmm. in a grocery store, maybe, but a bodega is so small and compact and like the ticking clock of like all right the cops got to get there soon it's fucking new york city i think the the cinematography and and the visuals of the subway was insane the latter scene <gasps> joshua you asked what's her name uh homegirl that got that got swiss cheesed annika annika she's not even making it to the ladder let alone climbing one rung why she 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 got blasted dude she was like she was lifted and cut and twist Mm -hmm. like she had a talk about everything everywhere she had a bagel sized hole in her gut 
And she's like 95 pounds. She had to try. That's what I mean. It was like, to even balance on that, you have to engage your abs a little bit. Mm -hmm. No. I thought thought because she tells Mindy to go first, I thought she was going to have Mindy get across and then drop the ladder. That's what I thought was going to happen. And she was going to sacrifice herself. Um, I'm glad she did. That would have been horrible. It would have been, but that's that's scream. <laughs> that would have been very like cliche. Okay, I'm just I'm gonna get into it now. I'm gonna get into it now. That's my one, but one of my two bugaboos with this movie is that we we didn't lose anybody, dude. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> okay, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I mean, from the first movie we're losing tatum we're losing casey and i've drew barrymore in the first five minutes we're losing henry wrinkler we're you know we're losing characters that we care about or at least that we're familiar with and they're permanently gone and that's something that listen i don't want any of them to be permanently gone (laughs) we'll get Mm -hmm. to the one sounds like you do I do for this. I mean, movie two, we lose Randy. Every everyone was a little invincible in this. Like, yeah, people were getting diced up and then jumping back. Like Jasmine, her arm injury being so severe that she can barely walk, but then climbing across the. Or sorry, not Jasmine. Mindy, the actress is Jasmine. Mindy's arm injury at the beginning in the apartment being so severe she can barely walk, then climbing the ladder. I don't know. And I, and I know it's Scream, and I know that's Scream. Yeah, I mean. Sydney, Gale, and Dewey barely made it to five. You know what I mean? Yeah. They were getting stabbed and shot and stabbed again. And then at the end, oh, wait, they're alive. And I get that it's probably like we want our stars to finish the trilogy. And that's probably what's happening here. Which, sure. But then don't stab little Cuba Jr., a Dude. thousand times and then times. be like he's fine where it's like if you if you want to have that like same type of mirroring of like okay we have dewey we have sydney and gail all continuing on and we want now the the fat what is it the core four core four to move on we'll go with you on that journey but don't annihilate them and then be like it's okay all they needed was a band-aid because i told myself with scream which i think everyone here does is like we have to obviously like give a little into it we know that Ghostface is a person in there he's not michael myers where he's invincible we know that it's someone's dad auntie mom boyfriend whatever in the suit right but when he's in the bodega throwing fucking shells down and i think josh was like he's a fucking tank yeah we just go with it because we're Mm -hmm. like there's no fucking way every character that's ever put on the ghost face suit is stronger in the mask yes every single time yeah and we 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 go with that but it's hard to keep that going when we see these main characters giving getting their literal guts ripped out and then the next scene they're like ah just needed a band-aid what's next like it's those little (laughs) things there where you're like what like yeah chad go ahead well i was just gonna say and chad's death was not chad's death not death was so cool because it was the first time we got to see two ghost face killing Mm -hmm. someone together like that and it was 
awful. I mean, it was terrible. And then, yes, the knife clean. So good. Iconic. And I was sitting there and I was I was very loudly <laughs> in the theater going, no, 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 because I didn't <laughs> want Chad to die. But, like, that's the point of Scream. You know, we're supposed to lose the people that we care about just like our main characters are. I think we're getting to a point where the main characters are taking as much damage as Ghostface takes. And I'm okay with it just because, like, I'm not ready to lose any of the core four yet. No. Scream 7. Scream 7, I'm sure, will be a bloodbath. But mm-hmm. even this, they're hitting Ghostface with pans and cameras and phones. And then the people that are Ghostface are showing up with no bruises and scars. So it's just kind of the... Kind of the thing that we're just mm-hmm. can you at going least with. can you at least give me Chad getting wheeled out unconscious? He was like taking his breather yeah, off, he's like, like hey babe, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, because we need the kiss. Dude. We need the kiss. But then Mindy, um, Mindy did too though on the subway. Mindy got fucking stabbed and twisted, and I, and then she comes out, and we just hear the ADR of like, oh, they put me on some good drugs. I feel great. It's like, no, Girl, you just had your insides You would not be twist. walking. You would, they would not let you out of the hospital. No. Nope. Maybe they That's would. the other thing, too. The, other, the, the two leads, Tara and uh, uh, Sam, sitting in the back of the ambulance after getting, like, put in a sling, and just walking away. <laughs> Mom, this is America. You got to pay for that. Uh-oh. <laughs> not in Scream. Not, not in Scream-verse. Scream oh, they did it. They got universal health care in the screen universe. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was filmed in uh, New York by way of Canada, so. Oh, well, there you go. They forgot. Some, sometimes <laughs> I was like, this is not New York. That alley was massive. <laughs> and that's what I was thinking, too. I was like, that is a huge alley. For it's New York f- City? It's mm-hmm. a friendly alley. No rats? What? <laughs> Were there any new characters not returning from five new characters that you liked, I love Josh Sagara just in everything. So, <laughs> so good. I just I think he's great, dude. Go watch so the good. other two. It's so good. Please, he's so good. Please, this man has range to watch him go from the other two and She Hulk to this, which is far more sincere and just the perfect amount of suspicious that I didn't know whether I could trust him the whole time or not. Mwah. Perfect. But he's still got that, and I don't want to. I don't want this to like. I'm not saying like he's as, and I'm not not saying it. This is just. Let me finish. <laughs> You're the he's only one that, talking, Josh. He's got the same thing that that Nicholson has, that Jack Nicholson has, where Josh Cigar is clearly playing different characters, but he's got such a unique way of speaking, and his voice is like you can tell with your eyes closed that it's him, mm-hmm. but. It doesn't deter, like, I'm, I don't think Nicholson is playing the same character all the time, but I can tell, like, with my eyes closed, I could tell when Jack Nicholson is playing a character. Mm-hmm. The same with Josh Sagara. I don't think they're the same character, but I can tell it's him, and I think that's just very interesting, and he's very fascinating to watch. Mm-hmm. He's, he's very unique. He, he also has, like, the Derek, the, the Richie, the Trevor role of, like, that suspicious boyfriend, but mm-hmm. he survives and he's also not the killer mm-hmm. and he goes like and a, gets help he's a smart boyfriend he tells her not to trust him i love that mm-hmm. not to go in the shrine with them and she listens 
there's a great moment on the subway where the ghost face is kind of moving through to the group and he steps in front of Sam. That's great. Yes, are you a great boyfriend or are you throwing off the scent that you might be the killer because you know who that is? Or are you telling your cohort not here? Yeah, it's like, oh, get off, never mind. And if you don't know who the killer is, I thought that was a great character beat. Um, Before we get to the end, I just want to talk about Melissa Barrera, who I think was really fantastic. And the movie even kind of comments on, on the reception that she had during Scream 5. (laughs) <laughs> Sam is is hated and she's having to deal with people making assumptions about her and her reputation online and I thought that was a really great meta way of addressing the hate that Melissa Barrera unfairly got mm-hmm. for Scream 5 mm-hmm. and I, I think the character of Sam really got some depth this time that yeah. I enjoyed a lot They re- yeah I think, I think Melissa Barrera was dealt a pretty tough hand in screen five just that play this tortured soul who's getting who's uh, the ghost of billy loomis is always like it's it's a tricky part that i don't know if anyone would escape online hate for and i think the who wrote it you said uh vanderbilt, vanderbilt. yeah so and yeah baby and busick i think they really rounded her out in this yeah. and gave her a lot and i think melissa barrera ran with it it was mm-hmm. really good all four of them are just really great together. Yeah. The the dinner table scene is just really sweet. It's so sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the chemistry is great. We haven't even mentioned Kirby yet. Lover. Carmella. <clears throat> Mella. We haven't mentioned Kirby yet. I have one thing to say about Kirby. <laughs> Cute track. I have a dig with a wig. Why do we need wigs in the first place? I have a dig. I have a dig. I have a dig with a wig. Turn the wigs around. And you know that's supposed to be a wig that he's wearing. I have a dig with a wig. I have a crunchy wig. Throw it away. That's a good word, that wig. Baby. <laughs> but it's a wig. This wig, mama. What the fuck is that wig, <laughs> Hayden? What? And we're moving on. It's not Hayden's fault. We're moving on. It's not Hayden's fault, but what Why? was on her head? I'm not gonna Kirby, Kirby get behind me. I'm not gonna super get into it because even if you're watching this as a person that has no idea about wigs, hair, makeup, styling, nothing, you know that it's a wig because that shit is standing five inches above her head. My and off of is, her neck. Off of her neck. My thing is, it has been how long since Scream Four? 12 years. We know who Hayden Panettiere is. We know that Kirby's coming back. If she just had her regular blonde hair, or fuck, she didn't even need to be blonde. However Hayden's hair is right at this current moment would be fine. Because Um, that's how long it's been that we would just go with it. Yeah, I just, I googled Hayden Panettiere 2023 and it's it's the same. It's the same. It's not the shape obviously isn't the same, but her hair is the same right. as the wig. So I don't understand that. And it also like really fucking aged her. Mm-hmm. And I know she's obviously supposed to look older than the quote kids, but she she does naturally. And that's not like a a diss or anything. So it's like, why are we giving her this fucking Karen cut? 
on this really bad wig. And that has been my dig with the wig. <laughs> no notes. Great. Notes. Kirby was great. I love how they introduced her. I'm so glad she was not the killer, though. Me too. I'm so glad Wait. they didn't give her like a psychotic break like they alluded to. This has been Carmela's dig at a wig. Only other thing before we get to the ending, Gail's chase is incredible. It's just like long and suspenseful and the phone call with Ghostface is great. And They finally get to talk to each other. She finally gets a phone call. That's crazy. Um, it's just a really good scene. It's tense and, and well-directed and the space in the apartment is great. Um, there's a moment where he's just like stabbing at the floor, crawling after her. It's just like That's really, great. it builds to like a really great point where she gets stabbed, which makes me sad. But she's not dead. Courtney mm-hmm. Cox said that she would come back and play Gail Weathers forever. And she would, she jokingly, but she was like, I would do it for free because I just love playing mm-hmm. Gail. Yeah. Which is great. The little callback to the, the punches and the slap when <laughs> So good. Okay, how about it? Hmm? The ending of the movie. So I I have a this is gonna be this is probably my most controversial scream opinion yet. So I think Roger Jackson has an iconic voice. I think it goes down in horror movie history, honestly. Obviously, it already has. But every not everyone has the same inflections, uses the same verbiage, the same dialogue, but suddenly when they've got the voice changer on in the screen movies, they do. Mm-hmm. And I know that's the point. I know it's so you can't figure anybody out. But like, I was sitting there because if, if Josh Cigar's character would have been revealed as the killer, I would have been pissed because the voice didn't match the way he speaks. Like the cadence of his voice. The cadence and his rhythm. It's all, everyone, whatever. Sorry, that just... That really drove it home when both of the it was revealed that both the kids and Dermot all were ghost face and was like, You all talk the same under the mask, but not in real life. I know, I know, I know, I, I know. I do just want to say <laughs> this can only be said by someone who obsessively and unhealthily watches these movies. The the ghost face is different every movie. I know it sounds crazy, but that's a testament to Roger Jackson. I'll believe you I, yeah. and how incredible he is. It's a different performance each movie. I believe I, I can, I you believe can hear yeah. that. Yeah. You can yeah. hear it. It's I guess I guess it's mainly and I know I I'm I'm ranting over a hypothetical that didn't happen, but it, it definitely to to the untrained ear, it seemed and and I know it's just because he has such a unique voice so that like you won't pick up on the idiosyncrasies of people's dialogue until Three, four, five, six, seven, eight times are you watching it? So, anyway, back to that ending. Um, That's great. I love it. <laughs> Don't give a fuck. <laughs> this was, uh, we mentioned earlier. So, Dermot Mulroney was revealed to be, the, I guess, the main killer, if you will. Our Mrs. Loomis, if you will. Yeah, and Very kind of. Much that. Kind of like most of the kills we saw were him for the most part. Was it was it anyone that he went after died and anyone after the kids went after survived? Did I track that right after watching the movie? Because uh, yeah. like the the Quinn only gets Mindy and Gail, and then I think it could be um, what's his name in the apartment. 
Yeah. I think Ethan. Because so he was, yeah, I he think was at Ethan Econ. could be, yeah. And then, because Quinn was definitely the one that was on the subway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Quinn was on the subway. And I know we talked about that all of the killers are always stronger when they have the mask on. But, man. They were throwing them. They were tossing around the scene with the therapist, which was a fucking sick kill when he smashes, like, breaks through the window and grabs a skull and smashes and stabs through his eye and, like, lifts him up. I was like, oh, it has to be Josh Sagara because he's the only one, or or Chad, they're the only ones that we've seen to be physically built enough to do this shit. And then it was real to be Dermot, and I was like, oh. How do you <laughs> I do that? No, I think Dermot, <laughs> Dermot do could mean? do it. Yeah. He's Mel, a cop. Join me, Mel. He's a cop. Yeah, okay. He, yeah. Donuts and shooting his gun. I mean This is after a Scream Four where Emma Roberts killed everyone. Like it's yeah. it's fine. I I that's one of those things that I'm like, I have to just let it go because yeah. afterwards I'm like uh that was like a six foot six motherfucker in the bodega with these <laughs> giant boots, and then you have Dermot who's like probably five. Five seven Damn. five eight. <laughs> like Never, hold on. Sorry, I just looked up. A, I just saw a picture of Dermot Moroni shirtless. I take it all back. <laughs> He's jacked. He's fucking cut. He looks strong in this too. Yeah, he looks really strong. I don't think so. I, I don't think, think he looks strong. Yeah, he was giving dad. He's giving dad. He is a dad. Um, but he was giving dad, dad like dad. He's got look. three fucking kids. <laughs> uh, Dermot, I'm sorry. I take it back. Uh, I just saw you shirtless for the first time. I don't know, job, it just the way, I mean, and that's the point, right? Like, when we when we see him as a cop and we don't know that it's, that he's a scream, that he's Ghostface. That he's scream. <laughs> Say it Come once. On, um, well, we that's don't scream. know that it's him. To Josh's point is, like, they have him in, you know, button-ups and, like, the, what's your, the blazer and everything. So you're not yeah. expecting him to be this cut guy that's throwing around kids in a bodega, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe and that's then, the point, too. Yeah. Huh? And maybe that's the goal. And too. that's and that's the goal. So it's like, afterwards, we're sitting here like, that could, he could never do that. But that's like a part of it. Like, mm-hmm. we have to put that aside that the person in the actual ghost face costume is not actually the actor because there's no way, you know? <laughs> I, I do think Jack Champion was in the... Um, apartment scene. That's cool. Well, also, quick, fun little tidbit. You can tell how long it's been since they filmed The Way of Water because he's in Avatar and he is like a baby. Who? Ethan is in Avatar. He's a human character in Avatar The Way of Water and he it's like night and day. It looks like 10 years have passed. Holy shit. But um, I do I do think he was in the costume for at some point during the apartment scene. That's cool. Radio silence said too that that was his character because that one was that that Ghostface was very frantic and like sporadic mm-hmm. and and he kept banging on the door even though it wouldn't open. I think what my I don't have like a huge qualm with this movie. I'll say that, but I think the part that made me kind of like. Cock my head a little was Dermot's pre- performance. Mm-hmm. Now, only at the end. Only at the end. Because mm-hmm. he was doing this 
crazy bug-eyed, like gum grinning type of reveal. And I didn't think it fit the movie. I feel mm-hmm. like this scream is very dark. It's kind of gritty. It was giving very New York, right? But then as I was like watching it, I'm like, well, it's Scream and it's paying homage to Scream 2, which is Laurie Metcalf's character. And that's exactly what she's doing in that movie. So then I started to be like, and I think it's better because she fits Scream 2. She fits that 1997 feel of the movie. And I think he, I don't know for sure, but he's, studied that and then took that into this movie and did it and it just seemed jarring because there's a scene when they the kids are like oh we want to trap him we want to trap Ghostface and Dermot Melroney sitting in the office and he's like yeah good idea (laughs) and as soon as he did that I'm like that's fucking Ghostface, dude. <laughs> That's fucking him. Like, you, he might as well have been twirling his mustache. Like, that was... So, I don't totally hate it. It didn't completely ruin it for me. But I understand somebody, somebody's opinion of being like, eh-eh, not for me. Eh-eh, not for me. Yeah, I and I get it. it. I get it. I totally get it. And, and I, I, did, I did pump the brakes a little bit when Rashawn explained, cause I don't, I don't, I didn't remember that specifically about two. Like I said, it's been so long since I've seen all the other ones mm-hmm. cause we left our screening of two early. Um, <laughs> I cried. I cried in the car. <laughs> um, but it, it did feel like a, a reveal and a grandstanding and it felt intentional. That performance felt intentional. Yeah. That's not like shit. Dermot Moroni can't act. He can. Yeah. Yeah. So that that sort of bombastic reveal felt intentional, and 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 turning it into a callback to Scream Two makes more sense. But, it's giving Debbie salt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I I I gotta be me. I gotta be real. And in the moment when I was watching it, I didn't like it. Yeah. It it's kinder on a on a rewatch. I'll let y'all know after the third or fourth. <laughs> but <laughs> but it, it definitely it's. It's jarring because, like Mel said, the the rest of the movie is so like swift and grounded and brutal, and then we have to get. I do hope eventually we can move away from Ghost Race reveal monologue fight. Mm-hmm. Like maybe that formula can switch up a little bit, but I do like the reveal of he shoots Kirby, and then there's like two Ghost Face standing behind him. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, there's there's three, and then they turn out to be his kids. Like it's it's melodramatic and soapy but scream has always been that you know so i kind of did not kind of dig it i fucking love it <laughs> um any other qualms praises someone tell me how to feel about billy in this movie um get him out of here i dig it i dig it i'm okay <laughs> with it there is okay n- literally no need I- he's he's the luke skywalker of he is. Do they and have that in Star Wars? This trilogy, yeah. It's the, it's the what I will give you, Mel, is the CGI. If it was just Ski Ulrich, 
just right. doing what he's doing. Yes, period. I dig it. I don't know why they're doing that to him. hundred percent. They don't need to de-age in the... They only need to de-age him as much as you can with makeup. If you want to... He like him in the great. Him in the white shirt with the 90s hair, we get it. Yeah. We well, not at all. It. Like, just let him have that sexy-ass salt and pepper that he has. That's now. what like, I'm saying. Just, like, he does not need to be de-aged. Just throw him in the white shirt that he died in. Make him shave. That's it. But if he just pulled up to set rather than a vision in the glass, I fucking hate that shit. What is I liked just... the vision in the glass because yeah. like it, the, like him in the vision of his cloak and his mask at the museum. I kind of like that. Or if it was it's just his than voice, just like, I don't know. In the mirror, I don't know. I wish it had been. I would. I guess it was. This would just be more like the mirror. I want it to be a little more zoomed out and sort of have him over. I don't even remember. In my mind, it's a tight close up on the cloak, and it's just his head. Yeah. I would have loved to see it like sort of her reflection in the glass, with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Basically a mirror. <laughs> I was like, that's kind of what it is. Like, her reflection is in the cloak, and he's kind of like to the side. I don't yeah. remember that. To me, in my head, it's just a tight on his CGI head. I'm just glad it was short-lived and not yeah. in it as much as Scream 5. That's pretty much where I'm at, too, is you didn't, we didn't need it to be CGI like that. Mm-hmm. No. Just let, him, just, just let him be hot. Old, him just older. sitting on the lip of the stage being there, like, I would have believed, like, we would have known it was a fucking a ghost. ghost. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have an issue with the ghost. I I will resign on on the CGI, mm-hmm. even in Scream Five. It's just. Are, are we going to talk about Scream Seven in the game, or can I mention it now? We can talk about. Do we think that Sam is going to be the killer? I love the recurring Sam takes out the killers with thirty stabs. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just crazy to have your final girl be like. Kirby's like, fuck him up. And she mm. does. I hope she's not the killer. Yeah. Oh, it, I hope she's not the killer. It feels like that's what they're setting up. I like that Tara is like suspicious of her. And if Scream 7 is literally just the killings are happening again. And like the sisters start to mistrust one another. I love that. But yeah. don't make her the killer. Mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think they will. I don't think they're setting it up that way. I think they are doing a really good job of... Tara, Jenna Ortega's character grounding Sam and like pulling her back from that. And I think we see enough of Sam throughout the whole movie resisting that urge and fighting that urge. I mean, her first scene is with her therapist saying, I want to understand why I liked it because I don't want to be like that. I don't want to do that. I think, I mean, yeah, we already talked about her, but I thought her her psychological performance this movie was so much more thought out. It was so much more well-written, and it was really well-performed. Agree. Gail's line about Sydney was the sweetest thing. Uh, she, the moment the news dropped, she hid with her husband. Uh, she deserves her happy ending. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Uh, I don't know. For whatever whatever qualms I'll entertain about five, it ended Sydney perfectly. I don't need to... You don't have to stop mentioning I know she's not about to pull up with Patrick Dempsey. 
But what if she does? The only reason she didn't is because they didn't offer her enough money. I don't, even talking about the dispute, I don't see where Sydney fits in this story. No. No. I buy that Gail shows up and, and she writes another book. I buy that. Sydney, no. But I am glad, though, that if you're gonna have Gail, especially with someone like Tara, with Jenna Ortega's character, who we haven't really talked about, but she big great. She's uh, incredible. Jenna Ortega. She's yeah. a super, supernova superstar. Yeah. 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 It's insane. New A girl. Gail showing up with a character like Tara, who's always and even Sam, who are always gonna, you know, call people out on their shit. Gail showing up, you can't not mention Sydney. Like they're not just gonna yeah. let yeah. Gail be there without bringing up Sydney in any way. So I think has a good line in there. They ha- yeah. it just it, the, my note. Take out the censor love. I'm like people are dying. People are people died. <laughs> not Sydney a lot. Sydney her love. Who? <laughs> Boys that were exactly. going to her died. <laughs> I talked to Sydney. She said, "Get the fuck out of town." That's a great line. <laughs> like, that's it. Okay, y'all. Um, really quick. Um, Omega Beta Zeta, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, Jason Takes Manhattan, um, Red Right Hand, Broken Arrow, uh, fucking Giallo. Just naming references. That's all. I Psycho love 2. <laughs> Psycho 2. Uh, Friday the 13th Part 2. That's all. Let's play a quick game. No. <laughs> This game is called What Kind of Game? <laughs> Emergency. I am tied to the proverbial chair of WCA. Ghostface has me bound and gagged. Hmm. And he has... He has the three of you on the phone, and uh, you have to answer a few questions uh, to secure my safety. Oh, Lord. Mm. All of those questions are, of course, horror-related, scream-related, and Rashawn-related. Oh, my God. Let's, oh, it goes, girls, let's answer enough to, to make sure he's safe and maybe take the, the gag out of his mouth. Then let's... Let's flub some answers so he stays bound. You know what I mean? Oh, why? Kind of hot. Ah! Um, how well? <laughs> how well do you know Rashawn's love of the Scream franchise? Oh my god! Oh, fuck. How well do we know Scream franchise? But how old? Do you yeah, know? that'd be boring. Yeah. What? <laughs> First question: Rashawn's favorite Scream movie. Are we answering together? Can we talk about it? Scream 2. 2. 2. Is that your final answer? Yes. 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 Very good. That's correct. He hits us with a six. Like, can you imagine? (laughs) Rajan's favorite Scream killer. Is it Amund? No. No. Is it Debbie? It's Debbie. Is, or is it classic? Is it What's the, who's the third one again? Old Scoffoli? Roman Bridger. Yeah, it's it's Debbie. Wait. It's not Emma of, Roberts. It's no. Jack Quaid. It's not Jack Quaid. <laughs> uh, is it the original or is it Debbie? Is it Billy? I mean, we can't write off Billy. Well, Billy and Oh my god. Stu. He's pulling out the knife. <laughs> or Stu. You guys go. You guys answer. No, I don't. Mella. I'm going to go no? Debbie. 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 Debbie Salt. Yes, very 
Mrs. Loomis. Yes! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Rashawn's favorite chase scene in the whole Scream franchise. Oh, Lord. Now, this could be... Literally anything. Or is he throwing six in here now? I know, because like he, he really he, loved the Gale chase scene. He, he said it at the top. What? Let's say it. Let's say Gale from six. But that's so risky. Let's take a little chance. Let's do it. <laughs> What do you We're think, Mel? So well. You're thinking. We're doing so I, well. Um, he said. He said two had some of his favorite set pieces until today. Or I feel like the, it's the, the third one. What? It's like a scene where they're like running through the movie warehouse, and there's like a bunch of costumes. I feel like it's that. Or is it Jada Pinkett's scene? No, but that's not a chase. It's not scene. A chase. Just like a kill. Or just is it the original, kill. just Sydney in the house that first time? Her. That pisses me off when she goes upstairs instead of out the door. Or or Drew Barrymore. Like, oh, like oh, that chase. chase. Oh, oh my I god, see. guys, please. I ah! still I still think we say Gail. Okay, we'll say Gail. Fine, we'll say Gail. Gail. Gail, Gail I'm, six. <gasps> I'm sorry. That's the wrong answer. Gail and Scream 2. Oh! Uh, Half a point. But. That's a stab wound. Rashawn's favorite Scream cameo. Oh, it's that one beach from Screen 3 that you love so much that's playing Gale. Is it her? That's not a cameo. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know what, what is would... What counts as a cameo, Rashawn? Uh, a cameo would count as a cameo. Okay, okay great. Okay, cool. No, <laughs> he has a knife to my throat. Ah! Jada Pinkett? But she's like a I, character. I think, especially when that came out, I don't think that was considered a cameo. I think that was. Drew Barrymore? Still... I don't know what a cameo is, apparently. I don't know. That's okay. I just got stabbed. I'm sorry. That's the wrong answer. Wes Craven and Scream mm. in the um, Freddy Krueger sweater. That's pretty good. Okay. Rashawn's favorite character that is not Sydney. Is it Randy? Oh. This seems easy, but I don't know. No, there's too Kirby? many. Tatum. <laughs> no. My my guts is Randy or Kirby, but I could be wrong. I feel like Kirby, but I don't know why. I it's Gale. Gale. It's a Gale. It's a Gale. It's a Gale. It's a Gale. We'll go Gale. We'll go Gale. I'm sorry. That's the wrong answer. Jennifer Jolie from Scream Three. Who is that? What the fuck is that? <laughs> Parker Posey. Oh, that's the bitch I was talking about earlier. That's three stab wounds. I'm about to bleed out. No, according to Scream 6, you will. No, you're fine. It's barely a scratch. Rajan's favorite opening. Oh, that's two. That's gotta be two. It has to be two. Two. Scream 2. Yes, very good. Rajan's favorite killer motive. Which one is the movie? Three. I don't know. Three is kind of interesting. Or five. One four. is also. I think it's <laughs> this four. is not good. I think it's four because it's about movies. Like she wants to like relive Sydney. He and, did like, mention. Movies. He did mention Emma Roberts at one point. Just talking about how weak she is. No, mm-hmm. you said that. I. <laughs> she. I was saying how weak. They all are. Mm. And he was like, yeah, especially Emma Roberts. He did not say that. That's, oh my God, gosh. You guys, please. Lacey, choose. No. Yeah, Lacey, you choose Lacey. I chose, no, 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 no. 
I forgot the question. Fine, then I'm gonna do it. Three. I'm sorry. That's the wrong answer. Jill and four. Fuck! Should've chose. It's not my I fault. I should've fucking chose. Rashawn's favorite ending. Ooh. Is I'm gonna. Like I feel six? like a classic one. Is it one or is it five with Sydney's send off? That's a good point. The ending of three is really good too, though. I say one or five. I'm gonna go with one. Lacey, what do you go? We haven't done one yet. Let's say one. Let's say one. Hmm. I'm getting a little woozy here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Scream 3. Ah! <laughs> it is a really good ending. What's that? Uh, it's brother and sister. They're holding hands. Oh, and that's they leave funny. the door open for future installments. Uh, Faye, Rashawn's favorite ghost face line. I wasn't There's too bitch. many. <laughs> <laughs> you are the message. Scream 4. And Rashawn's favorite scene of The Rules. That's got to be one. Randy in one. I think it's the, the from the first one at the party when they're like watching the TV. Yeah, that's Randy. Oh, okay. yeah. Okay. Watch it be sick. Uh, Randy in scene one. Scream one. Yay! Yay! We won. You, you Over under. Uh, if we're going by scream six rules, I made it. Hell yeah. I got stabbed uh, a lot. Scream one, you're toast. You're yeah, tough. You're I'm done. Dead. You're you're fertilizer. You're dead. <laughs> Scream six. Scream six. You'll I'll be back for seven. seven. Like <laughs> real quick, Tatum got smashed by a, a garage door and she died. Yeah. Well, her head popped off. No, it from didn't. the <laughs> broke. Okay. Whatever. Broke. Broke her neck. Wrapping things up, we can all come to the conclusion that Scream 6 is a welcome reinvention of a very long franchise. Has some great chase scenes. Does play fast and loose with deaths and surviving certain stab wounds. But ultimately, after focusing on the new Core 4, the franchise is reinvigorated. And we look forward to a Scream 7 with or without Nev Campbell. We don't know. Um, that's it. We we talked Oscars, we talked Scream, we talked movies as always. Um, but thank you for listening. That's it for this week's episode of When Cinephiles Attack. As always, we would love if you like, subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcast. You can find this and all of our episodes on Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, anywhere you get your shows. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Cinephile Attack. And if you have a suggestion for a new episode or you just want to show us some love or talk about Scream, Email us at whencinephilesattack at gmail.com. From Rashawn, Mella, Josh, and Lacey. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next week. Watch a scary movie. <laughs> <laughs>